Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Tony, aka Tony on Tap, and we are here with an awesome episode today, man. Grab a beer real quick. I don't care if you're driving. I, I, Actually, I do. I do not. I do not condone that. I'm gonna grab care. one. Oh, you're. Gonna I'm, gonna, grab I'm one? gonna grab one. I'm gonna grab He's one. Gonna grab one. There He's we go. Grab one. I want the listeners to grab one too. But just don't be driving while you do it, and do us a little favor real quick. And one, two, three, rack them. We have the White Sox schedule release here today, man, and we're stoked about this because we've missed sports, and especially the White Sox, so much. And when this came out, we were originally weren't going to be able to record till tomorrow because personal things have gotten in Tony and I's way lately. But we're here, man, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna break the schedule down. We're gonna talk about a bunch of other news. It's gonna be very, very fucking exciting. But before we get into the episode, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcast needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap at, at on tap sports net. tony we got a schedule man buzz we have a schedule we've got baseball back somewhat uh we talked about this a little bit last sunday on the sunday funday show sorry we didn't get one out this week and i guess you're probably all going to be listening to this around the same time anyway it's monday night uh we've got we've got some actual news some baseball news to talk about summer camp has started buzz and goddamn, does it feel good when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see, well, probably not you because you're up a little later than or earlier than I am. But the first thing I see every morning is like Luis Robert hitting bombs or Eloy Jimenez hitting bombs or Dallas Keuchel on the mound in that sweet, sweet cutoff uh, shirt that he's got on there, the, teasing the vests coming back from the White Sox. There's tons of stuff to talk about right now in the White Sox world buzz, and I'm just so happy right now there's a smile on my face and i see one on yours too oh i'm very excited what well, you know you just brought up keichel and his and his cutoff um you know i am just happy because our body types resemble another pitcher who was on the mound and that's carlos, carlos rodon. rodon the dad bod the he's, dad bod he's got is the in. dad beer bod happening right now and i'm like you know what i can be an mlb pitcher <laughs> carlos rodon out there letting everybody know that you can still be cool and tough and be a dad. And I think that's pretty cool right there. Carlos Rodon. I'm happy to see him back on the mound, Buzz. I don't know about you. I'm happy to see him back on the mound. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a guy that I think I've kept faith in. And me and you have had countless conversations about that. I hate that the injuries have really fucked him up. But if you go back to last year before he went down, his K through 9, what was it, like 11? I don't have the stats in front of me because we just, we're just doing this. It was we're like 11.14 or some shit. You know, 11 strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, he, he had some good shit last year until he started struggling due to the the injury he had to his UCL, which is the Tommy John surgery. You know, so he started slowing down there a little bit in his in, in his later starts, but he started off the season pretty decent. Um, yeah, you, so. you, were, you were right on the money there, uh, Carlos. You're down 11-9 uh, 
uh, strikeouts per nine. And you know what? For a guy that was drafted as highly as he was by the White Sox and has been in this rotation up in the major league since 2015 at the age of 22, I forget this guy exists sometimes. Like when I'm when I'm just forecasting, you know, starting rotations every year, it just feels like, and it's because he's injured all the time. Feels like I forget that he's on this team, and his stuff is is pretty nasty. It's so funny you say that because you always talk about him. I always talk about him because I make a conscious effort to remember that he exists. That's okay, why, that's why I'm always talking about him because I feel like if if I continue to talk about Carlos Rodon. I'll remember that he's on this team, but in the back of my mind, like I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, we got Kopech, we've got Gio Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel, Reynaldo Lopez, uh, Dylan Cease. I'm already forgetting somebody else here. Um, say Giolito yet? No, I did not say Giolito yet. No, sorry, Jordan Lazowski. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna forget that G- Lucas Giolito exists, and I think that's a bad thing. But um, Carlos Rodon is kind of that, like he's he's always been the the injured in the first half of the year guy that can come back in the second half. And I feel like if you're in a playoff run, he's, he's a, he's a trade deadline acquisition for your team. He's not going to be healthy the full year, but he's going to come in and he's going to, he's going to hurl the ball and get you that beautiful strikeout rate. And just, I mean, he could be so much more than he has been in his career so far, Buzz. And I want to see him put it together this year. And it's a shortened season. So I think it's the perfect storm for Carlos Rodon to come out and just annihilate people. Like just be one of the best pitchers on the squad. I mean, if you're if if you go back and look, this guy could have been your number 1 number 2 guy if he's been healthy his entire career and he hasn't been. If I look back here, the guy has never crossed 165 innings pitched uh and, and that was back in 2016 uh when he did that. Uh we're, we're 4 years removed from that. Uh this is its time right now for Carlos Rodon to come out and prove himself. And I think if there's one guy who really benefits from the season being shorter and the start being in late July, it's Carlos Rodon. I don't know about you, but I think he's, he is the perfect guy to benefit from this. Oh, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. He's coming right off his injury. He's going to be able to hop right back in with no time missed. He's He's basically on the same playing field as everybody else at this point. Yes. You know, I know the other guys had spring training earlier in the year, and then, but that, I mean, come on, man, that was months ago. You know, so he's coming in now. He's gonna, he's practicing with, you know, getting uh, pitches thrown off the mound. He's practicing with the other starting pitchers in the rotation, and he's on the same playing field as everybody else. And you're absolutely right; that benefits him. It does. And I really hope, for his sake, and and us being Sox fans, selfishly for for me as well. You know, I hope he can take full advantage of this and show people what he can do. You know, I'm going back to the game logs. I just pulled up uh, baseball reference right now. You know, he he got rocked in two of his starts. Uh, he got ra- rocked against Tampa Bay, um, and then he got rocked against Detroit. Um, those were the two starts he got rocked in last year pretty bad. So, you know, he had two back-to-back games in his second and his third start there with nine strikeouts apiece. Um you know, he struggled a little bit um, towards the end there. And like I said, when the injury stuff happened, he wasn't going very long into games. Um, you know, April 26th, he only pitched three innings. Um, and he had let up eight earned runs in that. In that game, his seventh start, he only went uh, three and two-thirds. So, you know, obviously he was bothered by something, but he did start off pretty pretty decent there. Um, if I remember correctly, he had a pretty solid, like, 
second half or end of 2018? Uh, I don't have the 2018 stats pulled off in front of me, but I can. Um, but yeah, he's he's someone who's going to benefit, and I just I really look forward to see seeing what you know he he can do. That that's what I'm I'm really looking for. So I want to transition this a little bit, Buzz. We're talking about a guy that this benefits, and I, I thought there was going to be another name that this benefited as well, and that was Michael Kopech. There's a little I'm bit of so news. There's news out there that uh, Michael Kopech, not with the team as of yet. And then it all kind of started when Scott Merkin tweeted out, and I, I missed the one tweet before it that said that you know he's uh, dealing with some personal stuff. But the the scary tweet was Scott Merkin saying Michael Kopech is healthy but does not have a timetable to return to the White Sox. When I hear no timetable, that sends shivers down my spine, Buzz. I don't know about you, but no timetable, it, it's like when a parent says maybe to a kid, you right. know? It's like, I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no, maybe, but really in reality, it's probably a no. You know my what I stance, mean? My stance on this, dude, I want to keep it real and honest, um... My stance on this is I don't know what's happening with him. Um, I don't know if his wife is pregnant. I don't know if he has a family member sick. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. I, I don't know, but he's going through some personal stuff right now. What, and he's a deep guy. We, we, we followed Kopech basically since he's been here on the south side. He's a pretty deep dude. You know, he, Great thoughts, articulate kid. Um, what I don't like is seeing all the – I guess all the fans, some not all the fans, I don't want to say all the Sox fans, but a lot of Sox fans on Twitter are, like, wrecking him for this. And it's like, dude, you don't know what the fuck is going on, all right? Like, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We know Michael Kopech wants to pitch. We know he wants to fucking play. We know this. Do we, do we know if he hasn't decided that he wants to opt out yet? Do we know if he's one of the two positive COVID-19 tests? The, the healthy thing is that his arm is healthy, but maybe he's not healthy. There's right. so many questions up in the air on this, and I, I, I know exactly I know exactly where you're coming from, but if you want to call out Kenwo right now, go ahead, because I know he had some takes on it, but I tend to agree a little really? bit. I tend to I'm, agree a little I bit with Ken's his tweet. sentiment. I missed Ken's tweet, so no, I wasn't talking so about Ken. So Ken. Ken, Ken said something that I, I really tend to agree with in the fact that there always seems to be something with Michael Kopech so far. And if you if you go back further than just his time on the south side, and you go back to Boston, there was some, I, I, I don't want to, was it PED use or something? Then there was a, a dispute. There were, yeah, it was the, it was the fight in the clubhouse. I don't think it was PED yeah, use. No. It was the, it was the, 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 the dispute with a teammate leading into a fight. There was the uh, TV reality star girlfriend with the breakup and all that stuff. Then there was the, you know, the disappearing from Twitter. There always seems to be something with Michael Kopech. And Kenmo kind of pointed it out. He's like, I don't know what his latest deal is. And a lot of people came out and said, well, it's a mental health thing. Well, I don't know if it's a well, mental health we thing. Don't, we don't know that. Yes, I'm not calling Michael Kopech weak. And if he is dealing with mental health problems, that's that's a real thing. I think you and I both know that and can appreciate that. And whatever he's going through right now, I wish him the best. I, I hope he has a recovery or finds whatever he needs to find out of this or his family gets better, whatever it is. I hope Michael Kopech can get through that and get back on the mound because I think Sox fans are dying to see him pitch. 
but there is a, a, a point here where, okay, if we look at the track record, there always seems to be something going on in this dude's life off the field that is taking away from, from Michael Kopech being on the field. I so, understand, and I, I get your point, and I understand. I See, I didn't see Ken's tweet, but I understand the point and the sentiment that, that, that's behind that. Um, it's just so hard for me now to to kind of point all those those other things out that he has dealt with because of just how delicate this situation is right now with all this COVID stuff. And as I've told you, you know, we've, we've hung out with the on tap guys, you know, we've been at your crib, we've been over here, you know, we have, we've, we've seen each other, but I've kind of, for the most part, I've kept kind of my circle short of who I go over. Like I go mm-hmm. around you once or once a week about, you know what I'm saying? Like just go have a beer or whatever. But I mean, and I know you've kept your circle pretty short too, besides the, the you know, two or three get togethers that we did have. Um, but if he's going through something like that, I look at it with my wife being pregnant, and I'm not saying that his wife is or anything like that, or if he has a loved one that's sick, I'm, I'm tending to give way more of the benefit of the doubt at this time just with the circumstances that we're now dealing with, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense, and I think, you know, there there's other guys out there right now that have already bowed out of the season. I mean, you saw Nick Markakis today uh, say, I'm not playing. You've heard uh, Chris Bryan over on the other side of town say, you know, I've really thought about opting out this year. You, you, all of these guys are in a different situation, just like every right. single one of us in this world right now are in a different situation because of this. Um, but without knowing what's going on, it's really hard to make those judgments and assessments. And for for the whole crowd that says, hey, leave the guy alone, we don't know what he's dealing with, or assuming what he's dealing with. And I think that's the worst is assuming right now. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem is the assuming is the assuming what he's dealing with. But I also do recognize at this point in time, there is a track record with this guy. Now that there there seems to be either injury problems or off the field stuff and, and all this other stuff. And there's no better way to derail a career than injuries and off the field stuff, taking away from what you're doing on the field and I know you know it's easier said than done a lot of people need to go to work to collect their paychecks and you and I we we get up every morning we go to work um and a baseball player is much different in that regard but you know you, you can't bring your personal life into work and there is something to be said here with showing up and getting your job done as a professional too I don't know what he's dealing with right now but let's hope that he can get through it quickly and be on the mound by the end of July. I think that's what's most important here. I think if there's a time for Michael Kopech to have to deal with something, it's probably right now, uh, rather than in the middle of, uh, you know, the end, towards the end of July or in the middle of August, losing Michael Kopech would be a lot more detrimental. I just wish him the best. I hope he can get back to the mound because, goddamn, I want to see him pitch, and I know most Sox fans do, regardless of where you fall on this. We want to see Michael Kopech on the mound. We want to see him pitch here because – we know he's a good pitcher, and we want to we want to see winning White Sox baseball. And as a fan, if he's not available to do that, or as for the team, and he's not available to do that, that puts a little bit more stress on a lot of other guys. So, with that said, with that said, whatever he's dealing with, we may or may not find out about it. I don't want to keep digging into this any more than what we have because we don't have enough information to make a full assessment on this. So it's kind of hard for you and I to sit around here and be like, should Michael Kopech be in camp right now? We don't know. We don't have that answer. 
the White Sox do, and they Ricky Renteria and, and Han have said that you know they fully support Michael's decisions here and what he's doing. So there's not much more we can do about it. You know, we can bitch and complain that he's not on the uh, not on the uh, field with the rest of his teammates right now, but that's not going to lead us anywhere. I agree with that. I agree with everything that you just said with that. It's hard to speculate on. It's hard to get a good grasp on what's going on. It's just if the organization is, um, you know, respecting, you know, what he's doing right now, that's all we can do is stand behind the organization and and respect whatever's going on. Yep, exactly. So moving on from from Michael Kopech here, Buzz, uh, did you get a chance to see Luis Robert park one over the fan deck the other day? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. You know, it's funny. I was watching that um, on my phone, and Jamie goes, who's shooting? And I go, what? And she goes, who's shooting? I'm like, shooting what? She goes, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, well, these Roberts hitting bombs right now. And she was just like, oh, that's a bat? And I'm like, yeah, that's a bat. And, I, you know, it, it was a cool feeling. You know, I mean, he, he looks good, man. He's got that power. We know what he's got. We know he's got the power. We've talked about him on this show a million times. Let's, roll, let's roll that R a little bit. Let's roll that R a little bit. Miss this. Let me, let me take a sip of my beer here. Just a... Got to get prepared. Got to get prepared. Lube the throat. <clears throat> get the tongue all nice and juicy there. That's what she said. Luis Robert. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. I do my best. That was beautiful. That R. Can we just, but... like, can we somehow, like, get the, the rolled R to, like, the crack of his bat as he's hitting a home run at some point this year, this season? That, that I downloaded that awesome app where I could probably do that. that, that we need to we need to get that done somehow. I'll, I'll work on it. You can work on it. Johnny will probably perfect it and have it done before both of us. But, uh, yeah, Buzz, <laughs> the, uh, the, the cool part about this is that the White Sox are putting out a decent amount of content on the uh, social media oh, platforms, they've been with, fantastic with, with their this. Media. I don't, I don't know if they made some sort of change in their social media department. I've noticed a little bit of a different vibe coming from the White Sox social media uh, these days. But I'm digging it, and I'll keep watching it. Uh, but one thing that uh, I really hope happens uh, when these teams start playing some inter squad games, I saw the Yankees are doing it tonight, actually. They're broadcasting their inner squad games on television. And they, they, they put out lineups for the teams and everything. I really think that would be cool if you had, like, White Sox A squad versus White Sox B squad. Maybe call it the White Sox and the Black Sox. And, uh, you know, have some guys wearing the black unis, have some guys wearing the white unis get out there and have a game. And we can break it down on Sox on Tap afterwards after Benetti and uh, Stone have the call. I think that would be really fun. Uh, just to get some some baseball on TV here in the next few weeks. Well, yeah, you know what's all. Well, speaking of baseball on TV, it was announced um, that their uh, their game on July nineteenth and July twentieth, and also the other expi- uh, exhibition. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> exhibition game against Milwaukee on Wednesday, July twenty second. Those will all be on NBC Sports Chicago. Yes, and so they that's will, awesome. They will be we playing. Really they will be that. playing the Chicago Cubs in two of those games, and you better believe it, Buzz. I'm going to be treating those like regular season games. Oh, well, dude! I mean, this is baseball. At this point, these are <laughs> these baseball. are regular these are regular season games for me. I want the Sox to take all three of those, um, especially because we're going to be seeing a lot of the Cubs. We're going to be seeing some of the Brewers. We're going to be seeing a lot of these Central teams. That's in fact, that's all we're going to be seeing is Central teams. Uh-huh. So it's a good good way to start the year out with some exhibition games and roll right into it. July twenty fourth, I believe the Sox have a seven oh five start. 
if I remember. 7-10 start against Minnesota. 7-10. 7-10 against Minnesota, and we're going to get into the schedule a little bit here um, in just a minute. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I just can't wait to see baseball back on the actual television. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm super excited. So, like I said, you know, with those, um, you know, those – exhibition games being played it's nice because we this is something we, we complained about on the show and our dude nwi steve was very upset about it as well we've had conversations with him about how this year the optimism before all covid really took over the optimism about the Sox during spring training and how they weren't on television we were pissed because we we missed some of those games mm-hmm. we didn't get to watch them you know you you could listen to some of them through the mlb app which is what i was doing but you know it's, it's going to be nice to see them you know start kind of getting their feet wet and getting in there and then the start of the season, like you said, July 24th, three days after my birthday, they start off Friday against the Minnesota Twins, and that's a homestand. It's three games. Uh, you got a 7-10 start on the 24th, the 25th and the 26th are one ten p.m. starts. Um, right after that, this is where it does get a tad bit challenging. Is uh, I understand it's, it's, it's Cleveland and KC. I'm not calling Cleveland slouches. We've had this conversation as well on the show. But we do go three games against Cleveland. We get an off day on the 30th. Then we go three games against KC. And then we go two games against Milwaukee, Tone. And all of those are away. So the Sox are going to be away from July 27th. Okay, that's their first game away Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. And they um, do not come home until August 5th, where Milwaukee then travels back with the Sox to play a homestand against the Sox here. So we're starting off with, what is it? It's three, six, seven, eight games. We have three games at home in the regular season to start, and then eight games away immediately. Yes, yes. And, you know, the Sacks do get to make that up a little bit with a long homestand in September. But, uh, yeah, it's going to start with, I believe, the longest, if not the second longest, away uh, road trip that they're going to have all year. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland, not a slouch. Kansas City should be good. Milwaukee, I have my reservations uh, against going up against Milwaukee here. It could be a little bit tough. And you got Cleveland coming right back in after Milwaukee. So if you yeah. don't start this first three-week stretch pretty damn good, um, you could be in a little bit of trouble until you get to Detroit and August 10th, man. And right after Detroit, it doesn't get any easier. You got, you've got St. Louis. Yeah, and my, my dog doesn't like that schedule starting out either. He's <laughs> mad about it. He's really mad about it. Yeah, I you know, the Sox need to start off strong. I mean, we're going to really need to take advantage of the uh, former AL Central champs, um, you know, the Minnesota Twins here. We're going to have to take advantage of them at home to start this season off. Um, the good thing is, is that Cleveland, I think we're going to get the back end of the rotation when we go there. So that might be kind of nice. Um, you know, so you probably won't be seeing Bieber or Clevenger. You might get one of them maybe in that third game. Um, I would have to go back and confirm that. I mean, we obviously we don't know how anything is going to land right now. I'm just kind of going by what I'm is in my head. Um, but you know, I, I think the Sox have a. I do think they have a good prime opportunity here. That if they can, you know, if they can win the series against Minnesota and hold their own, you know, on this eight game away stretch and maybe even go 500 on it, you know hopefully a game above, I think we'll be okay coming out of that going into a pretty nice little uh, five-game homestand there. Here's the, way so, to, here's the way that I want to look at this is break every one of these series down and win every series that you possibly can. If you're taking two out of three, I don't even care if you're on some long winning streaks here, take two out of three from Minnesota to start this and then take two of three from Cleveland 
and you're in a pretty good spot going into Kansas City. But you need to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat here. And I think the Sox are definitely better than Kansas City. They're definitely yeah. better than Detroit. Yeah. Just in, in the AL Central right here, beat those teams because you've got enough games against those guys to set yourself up to then go into the series against Minnesota, Cleveland, uh, the Cubs, St. Louis, Milwaukee. You can go into those series and say, hey, if we if we split two of three and two of three from the Cubs and, and go three for three against teams like that in those six-game sets and you beat the teams you're supposed to, if you could <laughs> – if you could roll through that that September four game set against Kansas City and, and then take two from Pittsburgh, you're talking about a nice six game winning streak, basically to set the tone right into September. And I mean, the easiest part of the schedule is in September here when we when we turn the corner. You've got Minnesota for three games, August thirty first, first and second. Then you've got Kansas City for four. You've got Pittsburgh for two. You've got Detroit for three. So right there is a huge – I'm just looking at that stretch of schedule right here. And right before that, if you if you count the, uh, the 28th and 29th and 30th against Kansas City, you're talking about – and actually, if I go even farther back, from the 25th of August through the 13th of September, you have – Pittsburgh, Kansas City, then Minnesota for three. That's your toughest little stretch in there. Kansas City for four, Pittsburgh for two, Detroit for three. That stretch of baseball right there, Buzz, if the Sox are in high gear and can get through that stretch right there and maybe go on a little streak, and if you only drop two games in that little stretch, I think I think you're talking about setting yourself up to finish the season against Cleveland, Cincinnati, and the Cubs, and you got one series with Minnesota, if you'd go 500 in that set right there, I think you're talking about playoff baseball on the south side. Oh, my God, dude. I just I can't wait for it. That that last little stretch that we have to deal with is uh, I'm a little intimidated by it if the Sox don't start the way that we want. And there's, there's a quote that Ricky had said today that kind of really sat well with me is yes. that he is preparing this team as if they have played 102 baseball games already and this is the stretch to get where you need to be and yes. I, I really i really dug that quote um goosebumps you know, just, goosebumps yeah, it, right it's, there it's, it's like ricky's and you know i i've been critical of ricky as you have been we we all have been as Sox fans for the most part i've never seen anybody really carry that flag uh really but i what he said and how he kind of goes back to our sunday fun day about like that that mixed messaging you would get from han and you would get from ricky a little bit Ricky lit a fire under my ass with that quote because he's like, I'm going in guns a-blazing here. He goes, I am trying to win, and I'm trying to get this team to where they should be. And, I'm, I'm, dude, I, I want playoff baseball on the south side. And I really think the Sox, in this crazy world, in this crazy season that we're about to embark on, I think they have a real fucking chance here. I think they do too, man. I really think that the White Sox have been in a good position just at the start of this year. I think they're in a good spot to make some noise. And if they don't make the playoffs here, crazy things can happen in a short season, and we both know that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, I put out a tweet earlier today after looking at the schedule that I think they have this. And I just, again, I might be 
I'm trying not to get too optimistic, right? I'm trying to be as real as I possibly can be with it, but I, I, I do. I can't help. I really Johnny Nani, not. never get up for the letdown. Hashtag negative Nani. Hashtag negative Nani. I, I, dude, I'm, I'm really thinking they have a real shot here, Tone. I, I like what I'm seeing. Um, again, you know, maybe the, the Sox social media team has a lot to do with this, too, with all the content they've been putting out, just giving me them goosebumps to be like, man, we have something special here. And I know that... The, Obviously, we would rather take the 162 over the 60. We know, we both know that. We oh, absolutely, rather, hands we down. We both rather have that. But this is the cards that we're dealt right now, and I do think that this is their opportunity to jump. You got a young squad. You got a good mix of vets in there. You have some real talented players. I, I, I think we're going to be a fucking problem. I, I think we're going to be a problem in this shortened season here. I think we are too. And one thing that we have to temper the expectations with, I think just a little bit. And the one thing that can derail this whole thing has already somewhat started. And that's COVID-19. We have, we had the report of two players on the White Sox testing positive for COVID-19. We don't know who they are. The White Sox have said they're not going to release those names. Yoan Moncada has not been on the field since they had these test buzz. I don't know if that's him. Could be for other reasons. Who knows? Again, the White Sox said they're not going to release those names. But, dude, if there's one thing that can tear this whole thing down, it's COVID-19. In more than one way, too, because how are you going to feel? And this is this might be a little negative naughty coming out in me. How are you going to feel if the Sox are sitting in first going into September and COVID-19 wipes the rest of the season out? I won't feel good, Tony. <laughs> I, don't, I, won't, I won't feel good about it. Um, this is nervous laughter right now. This is yeah, very nervous laughter. Yeah, this is like I'm, I'm pinching my forehead right now, man. I just uh, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, obviously, I want the players to remain healthy. I don't want anybody not – I don't want anybody to do what they don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to be all right. I hope the MLB and, and you know, the White Sox organization handle everything correctly. And you know what? As, as you bring up Mankata and, and, you know, and possibly the two other players that got it, where the Sox are keeping it hush, they're not spreading that out. And that has to do with HIPAA laws, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, I'm, I'm nervous that something like that can happen. Um, I just, I'm trying not to think about it, I guess, you know, because if it happens, it happens. I'm just trying not to dwell on it. I just want everybody to remain safe and, as healthy as they possibly can. I agree wholeheartedly um, with what you said there. I just, I have to go into this season thinking that it's going to get derailed at some point until it doesn't. Uh, that's pretty much what my mentality is. We were through halfway through actually like almost three quarters, if not more the way through of the NHL season, the NBA season, and it got derailed. Um, so for me, I'm looking at this in, in that light right here. Don't know if we're going to be subject to another lockdown or um, just players spreading it amongst themselves and full teams not being able to participate in games and the whole season being derailed. I know that sounds like the wind is being sucked out of the sails. That's what you hear. That's what I'm feeling right now. The important thing right now, though, is... We have a schedule. We have a basis for the sport of baseball to be played this year. And if things go the way that they've been going, it seems like we are going to get some baseball. 
if things escalate from where they are now, I think that that comes into question whether or not this is going to be doable. Um, you know, Johnny and I and you have talked a lot about the logistics of getting this done. Uh, they've eliminated the travel from coast to coast. Uh, they've centralized everything into basically east, central, west, and hopefully we can have a baseball season. I think that's the best case scenario here. Uh, worst case, we try and start this, the Sox are in first place, and everything falls apart. Don't yeah, know, don't you know, know what's I mean, going to happen, but you know, yeah. you know, it's not going to get shut down if the Sox are like having a really terrible year because that would be so White Sox. Yeah, no, we'll just labor through it. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's what'll happen. Yeah. We'll just have to labor through it, and you know, do nightly socks on taps and be like, oh yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't forget about this. This still sucks <laughs> talking about losses constantly. No, I but, think that's. Know, I think that's what I'm most excited for. Buzz is the return of the the nightly socks on tap recap because I know you and I had a ton of fun doing that. I know Johnny had a ton of fun doing that as well. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to break down a baseball game with you guys and for the listeners of this show. Um, that's our bread and butter right there, and we haven't been able to do it since last year. I'm ready, I'm waiting, and I'm not so patient anymore. I want July 24th, and I want it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, man. It's a great, you know, my birthday's on the 21st. It's a great birthday present to be able to get those two exhi- <sighs> exhibition games t- two days before and then, you know, going right to the season there on the 24th. Um you know, I, I want baseball, man. Uh, you know, and like I said, if they can figure out a way to do this safely and everybody feels comfortable and it seems like every player on the Sox is down, everybody's down. Yeah. Um, you heard the comments like, from Dylan Cease today. I yeah, don't know if you saw yeah, those, every, but everybody's down to play, um, you know, and, uh, they're, they're agreeing to it and they're, and they're ready to, to make it happen. They feel that, that they can do it safely. So, um, that's, I think also adds to my excitement that our ball club, is uh, very confident in their social distancing and their safety measures uh, to come to combat COVID. And it's just another thing that's like, okay, well, we're not going to be short this guy who we, you know, who's not going to, he's going to sit out and not play. And I totally respect any decision that anybody does to take that, you know, if they don't want to play, they don't have to do you, play. Do you see this fly on my camera right now? Oh yeah. It's fantastic. That is fantastic. Like there is a fly that just joined socks on tap right now. That's he is uh, cleaning his, forearms or whatever that is right into the mic just or not in the mic into the camera for buzz this is pretty cool yeah what do you think fly you think they're gonna do good fly away if you think they're gonna do bad or stay right there if they're gonna do good oh no white Sox, white Sox 2020 mlb champions confirmed by this fly that has landed on the on the camera i believe in the juju yeah he flew away now but he didn't fly away when you asked the question so Good things are about to happen for the White Sox. I, 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 I normally it, kill the flies, but now I might need to let this one just live here. Oh, that looks pretty fat. That might be pregnant. You might want to get that thing the fuck out of there, bro. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to die right shortly after this episode. Plus, you got anything <laughs> You got anything else before we close this one down? This was a nice little special edition. Baseball's coming back. Sox on tap. I am excited as excited can be. I can't wait to see some fireworks. I can't wait to enjoy some beers during a baseball game. Can't wait to crack them with you guys and watch some White Sox baseball and hopefully winning White Sox baseball. Buzz, what do you have before we uh, we shut this one down? Uh, before we shut this one down, I would just like to do one quick uh, shout-out real quick. You know, we've been doing those uh, for a while here. So um, I would like to 
formally. I mean, we've announced it already on Twitter, but I'd like to um, have everybody, if you get the chance, go follow at Josh Barlog. That's at Josh Barlog, Josh B-A-R-L-O-G. He uh, just joined on with us here at ONTAP, and he's a huge Sox fan. Um, he's been doing some Sox coverage for us over here at ONTAPSportsNet.com. So I'd like everybody to you know, go check him out, give him a follow, and then um, – yeah, man. You know, just another, one more other thing is when this season starts back up, you know where to get your motherfucking, you know, you know where to get your goddamn coverage from. And that's here. That's here. We're going to be here every fucking game. Every fucking game. I'm moving, bro. I got a baby coming. I don't care. Well, I do care. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mean I don't care about that. I, th- those are two very important things to me. But I'm going to be here for every post game along with Tony and Nani, every single one of them. We're going to be here to recap the games, talk to you all about this, because we're fucking excited, man. This is It's a chance to bring us all back together in a good way for Sox Twitter. This is where you need to get your coverage. You need to fucking come here. Grab a beer, watch the games with us, live tweet with us, join our lives, whatever you got to do. Shit, we might even have a socially distanced party at the new crib or in the crazy Marchese garage and watch a game. Yep. And, and I'm I'm very excited for that. I really am. So this is where you need to be at Socks on Tap at ontapsportsnet.com for all your White Sox coverage. For again, every post game, we will be here providing content. Yes, we will, Buzz. I am, like I said, very excited about this. It it's going to be like Christmas Day for me when the Sox take the field on July 24th, because I, I feel like the the wait has almost made this even sweeter. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. I mean, the weights, the weights sucked. So, but it, it it is very very cool that uh you know we're fi- hopefully we're finally getting it back, man. It's just oh fuck, I'm I'm psyched. I really am, man. I'm getting that that flow I haven't had running through my veins in a long time, just because you know you're everything is so repetitive right now. You know, yes. you get up, you go to work, you come home, you try to find something to write about, you try to find something to talk about because there's nothing happening. We, but now the possibility are you gonna are you gonna ditch the nascar stuff no no i'm in i'm in i'm in dude i'm into that mma so heavy right now i've been really enjoying that stuff and you know what we have some really great minds over at on tap with that shit too ron uh uh, and duke i mean those guys with the nascar stuff we have me and pat bodeway and amp with the mma shit i mean it's been really fun i mean my my first loves you know with the socks the bulls and the bears like of course i'm gonna be totally you know uh into that heavy way more heavy but i'm not gonna let that other shit that helped kind of carry me through this from the you know that competitive edge you just kind of need in your life to cheer for something um i'm not gonna let those things go away because i i really have had a good time with that but when white Sox baseball comes back man i'm gonna shit enough bricks to build another motherfucking stadium that's how excited i am i'm just ready to go there you go i'm gonna go kill this fly because he's driving me fucking up the wall right now so you know you can lead this out I'll give it I'll give it what we normally do to close this down. But before we do that, Buzz, it's awesome getting back on the mic with you. Sorry we didn't get a Sunday fun day out. This is a little bit more of an abbreviated episode. Still gonna come in here around forty minutes. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope Was everybody really out 40 there minutes? it's forty minutes. We're gonna be forty minutes when we close this thing down. Buzz, to all the listeners out there, thank you for staying patient with everything. Thank you for staying patient with uh, no White Sox baseball. I hope you can all uh, enjoy this episode. Get excited for a White Sox season. I can't wait to break those post games down uh, with with you and Nani Buzz. I can't wait to have you know just uh, 
Tim Anderson bat flips back in my life. I can't wait to have Eloy Bombs back in my life. I can't wait to see Edwin Encarnacion park one into left field. I can't wait for Lucas Giolito, yes, Lucas Giolito, to throw a shutout this year. I think that's going to happen. We might come back with a little season prediction episode. Uh, We'll see what's going on, but uh, expect some more coverage from us, the Sox on Tap crew, as summer camp continues. Uh, It's time to kill this fly. Don't don't forget about them, Luis uh, Robert bombs and triples, Ooh, man. With I that save speed. that one for you. Yeah, don't 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 forget about that. But everybody, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet at socks on tap. We'll be back when we're back with what Tony probably said—a season prediction episode. I'd like to get Nani on the mic with you and I for that one, so we can all be together and do it and lead it out with with White Sox forever, man. White Sox for motherfucking ever. White Sox forever. <laughs>